0: Hello soulmates, welcome back to another episode of the Sustainable Speaker Series. Today I'm going to be joined by the founder of Viveberry, Grant Williams, with a really amazing, exciting story because we're going to be talking about the complex world of the coffee industry. So this is this is going to be really exciting because not only are we talking about sustainability, we're talking about an entirely complex and quite corrupt um, industry of coffee and how we can really shake things up and turn it on its head and start thinking about how we produce coffee, how we drink coffee, and how we make coffee in a more sustainable and ethical way. So let's get Grant on. Hold on. Also, we did a little glitch before, so hopefully the connection is better now. Hey.
1: Hi.
0: I did have to do that again. I'm so sorry. How are you. Uh, I-
1: I can hear you much better now. I could hardly hear you before. So it's all Amazing.
0: Good. I think a little technical glitch, but we sorted it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so bad with technology. So.
0: <laughs> That's all right. That's not our job, is it? No. Nah. <laughs> That's not what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. oh, I'm, I'm so excited to, to chat to you because I I really sort of dived deep into the context of the brand and the story. And I, I really am. I, I want you to tell you know, the, the Sonic community a little bit more in depth about, you know, what this product is and, and why you started it. So let, let's just dive into it. Let's what What is Vibebarian and how did you create it? Uh,
1: um, it's actually a pretty weird story about how I found it. I had to, um, I was traveling with my partner. We were in Western Australia. We had to quarantine for two weeks and um, I'm not very good at sitting still. So we were locked in this room. <laughs> like I'm starting something you know and um (laughs) and I've always been like you know really into taking um really good care of my health and I've always put stuff into my coffee so I've always you know been looking at the kind of what's the newest thing to put in your coffee and um yeah the coffee berry like I stumbled across that in this at the start of these two weeks and was like oh I want to find a coffee that contains that as well and Mm -hmm. like tapped into google nothing came up and I thought that's so weird like where is this? Where does it exist? And and I couldn't find anything that basically nothing had it except for like one company that I didn't actually know and they put it in a, a muesli bar. But, um, yeah, it's, there's nearly no companies in the world that, that use coffee berry at all. So I just thought, how has no one come up with a coffee that, you know, has the coffee berry in it? Um, and made a few calls early in those two weeks and like proved that it was possible. And I just thought, I'm going to go for it.
0: Did you have much context of the coffee industry before? Like, is it a, a world that you connected Absolutely
1: to? No, no. Because it's
0: very complicated and quite corrupt and yeah. unsustainable and unethical in many you know, ways, but there are so many incredible farmers and brands out there trying to do better. So where are yeah. you at now with understanding? So it's been a
1: extremely steep learning curve um, yeah. and you know, trying to be a sustainable coffee company, it's like, there's so many boxes you need to tick or you need to try and tick. So um, yeah, the main one for me was like, we're basically just trying to like, it, like educate the world about the coffee berry and how it's really good for you. And it shouldn't be going, going to waste, you know, 25 million tons a year. It's like a huge number. Um, and yeah, as we're going along, we're going to keep trying to tick as many boxes as we can. But um, it's, it's, as you said, it's very complex, but I know we'll get there, you know.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. It it takes time. It takes education and determination. But, I mean, let's actually talk about the product because there is so much waste involved. There is so much use of this berry. I mean, let's dig a little bit deeper. Like, what was that discovery like for you? What are the benefits? You know, how much are you saving from landfill? Because I think, you know, when we talk about sustainability, the big conversation is if we can you know, produce less in the beginning, from the beginning, that's already a win. So if there's this berry that's left over from this particular industry, you've literally found a use for it. Like, what, Talk us through that whole journey and experience as well.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'll start with the coffee berry. So it it's basically, as long as we've drunk coffee, no one's ever really used it because it's it doesn't have a super long life as it's fresh, you know. So the farmers always just got paid for the beans. So they always thought it's just we'll put it in the too hard basket, the berry, you know. Yeah. Um, and now as a society as we've, you know, had this turn and like, we, we want to like save everything from waste and, you know, and be sustainable as possible and have a smallest footprint, you know, it's like this time where you go, hang on a minute, this is we've been doing this wrong for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so it's quite a weird one because coffee is so old, but yeah. the coffee, is literally never, ever been given any value. Um,
0: I mean, that's shocking, right? Like there has to be, I feel like we can dig deeper. I feel like there would be so many communities and um, countries all over the world who probably are using it for something, whether it's medicine, whether it's for, um, yeah. you know, naturopathic purposes or yeah. just a- any any other aspect, any other holistic aspect in this. I, I'm sure there's so much to explore in that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know you think where coffee comes from usually it's from you know not um first world societies you know and and it's yeah. just this it's getting thrown out and it's it's quite quite unbelievable really
0: So, how do you how are you actually using it like what is what is the process to turn it into this beverage like how are we able it's quite,
1: to yeah well you know like um so all the other ingredients in the coffee, um, it's basically the same thing. So the coffee berry doesn't last super long fresh. So the that was one reason why it's taken until now to people actually start talking about it because it was always too hard. But now they've found a way to basically dry it on site, turn it into a powder, and it holds all its nutritional value, which is um, – it was quite, quite a complex process for the for them. So, yeah, it took a long time to actually figure out and make it worthwhile. Um And, yeah, so now there's a company who they do that as a – they're very scientific about it. So they – you know, one day I'm hoping to do it ourselves. But um, at the moment, it's a bit of a risk to do it because it's an extremely complex process. So to end up with a great result, nutritional powder that's free of mould and all these things, um, Mm -hmm. leave it to the experts. Um, So they – a big, big, big report of, you know, making sure there's no – no nasties in it and stuff like that, um, which is really good that because it, it means it's very um, easy to use for many companies. So that's like we're one of the first and we're kind of hoping in that we inspire other companies to start going, oh, we can just buy this as a powder and, yeah. you know, our, whatever we're doing, our smoothies, our whatever, and our, our bars and, you know, and really make a huge impact into this waste.
0: I mean, what does that mean to you? What is what what does sustainability within this mean to you? Like I, I understand that, you know, the the birth of this beautiful brand was during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, in your own life, I mean you're a surfer, you obviously love the ocean, you know, you're into your your health and your fitness. I mean, where does sustainability tie into your own life and experience and how
1: yeah, um, it's, I'll give you quite a broad answer, but I guess I've just naturally always been, you know, very aware of it. Um, I used to own a company called Pollution Free Store, which was a bit like a Whole food without, without any packaging and stuff like that. So I always was really inspired to. I was also a, I was a tradesman for a long time, but um, I mean, it 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 just went against my um, belief so much building these huge these huge houses with so much waste. Uh, I knew I'd always find a, a way to kind of help, and um, hopefully a brand that could be a bit more sustainable. Um, and yeah, this when I when I heard about this, I was like, "Someone has to be, you know, someone has yeah. to do it." So it just kind of
0: has to be you. Yeah. Right
1: <laughs> time, the right place, and yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, it's it's more complex than that, right? You know, I, I do a lot of these interviews where we talk about, especially product-based businesses sustainability isn't just about the product and, you know, the the especially with it being food. Like, it's not just about that. It's also about the packaging and it's about the process and it's about everything that goes behind the scenes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you've made quite um, a conscious effort to focus on recyclable packaging and everything in between. What was that like for you um, learning that whole industry as well? and
1: Well, what- uh, it was quite sad, actually, because the reason I – So we were traveling for years, my partner and I, and sometimes on the road, you you have to use single use. You can't get to your bulk foods and, and, you know, buy the plastic free stuff. And so I was like, I want to start this and prove that you can do single serve sustainably with compostable Mm -hmm. packaging. And we tried really hard. We put a lot of money into um, testing all these different packaging and, um, essentially the, the the longest we could get with the test was like a few months shelf life. And so yeah. it was quite a sad moment because I was like, we were committed to the single serves of, you know, yeah. we, were, we were like six months down the tests and, and I was like, I can't find anything that is compostable. So we had to start looking to other things and there's been some really, um, amazing new materials come out, like as we've launched, um, but the the packaging is like the trickiest, the trickiest issue because all everyone who makes the packaging wants to sound really good and they use their own terminology, you know, whether it's landfill compostable or biodegradable or whatever it is, but they just beat around the bush and you can't get an answer a lot of the time as to what it is. And so we didn't want to use something and say, Oh, it's, compostable but you know deep down it we knew it was only compostable you know at a certain temperature that wasn't didn't exist in australia um so we just start with recyclable and you know um we aren't even sure we're probably not going to do the single serve sachets again like we're gonna we're gonna like a canister um we just we just can't find a packaging that you know lives up to our our
0: needs but that's I mean that's the conversation that I love having it's like that open raw honesty of being a brand owner and building these products because at the end of the day it starts with us it's our responsibility it's our social responsibility to make the best choices we can and you can't you know you can't always be perfect especially when you're first starting a company you may not afford the best option you know you need to grow into it you set goals but I love that attitude of you know, already going, okay, well, if we can't do this, then we're going to do that. (laughs) This is the innovation. (laughs) That's the solution. And then, you know, as soon as something becomes available, we do that. And, you know, it's it's also a mindset, but when it comes to giving advice, I mean, from your side, what's sort of the number one thing you lean on in this world? Because it, it is rather complex.
1: I think, um, you can see when you look around like the brands who truly try to be sustainable, like they are the ones that people are actually backing now. So mm-hmm. it's like, it, it gives you confidence to go, let's put the, you know, let's genuinely be good. And, you know, we, we'll, we'll be here for a long time, you know, um, which is such a good thing. I think starting a business like this 20 years ago, you, you wouldn't have had the same effect, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely that should give everyone a lot of confidence. Who want to start like a, you know, something. It's like people, people genuinely care a lot more now than ever.
0: I think not just only care, but I think there's so much more educated. There's so much more access to this information. So, you know, as much as it is, it is the responsibility of the brand, you know, there is some responsibility in the consumer to go, I want the brand that I buy from to do better. So they have that access to, reach out to us and send yeah. us messages and emails and ask questions yeah. and, yeah. you know, literally slide into your DMS. And, and I think yeah. that's so, um, so valuable because it's pushing these brands that exist to actually do the right things. Otherwise, yeah. yeah We've had had plenty mess up.
1: Asking about the packaging and, and, you know, and also some tips like, have you heard of this and this and this, and you know, that's, it's been awesome to have those conversations.
0: So, I mean, when it comes to um, being – I noticed that there was a little bit of information about Vibeberry being fair trade. Can we talk a little bit about that in terms of the coffee industry itself and maybe what you've experienced along the way and and what your goals are for the actual product?
1: Yeah, so that was like – that was, I guess, with the packaging, one of like the most mind-blowing things to learn is that you – we don't, So we don't actually say we're fair trade at the moment. Um, our coffee isn't because we – but we know that a lot of companies say they're fair trade and they're not. And they're not. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot would be. But if you don't have that genuine uh, stamp, then you can write whatever you want on the box. So it it was pretty amazing to see that there's brands out there who, you know, have similar values as ours and – and I've spoken to some of the suppliers and, and, you know, they say, we're not fair trade. They just say they are. And you go, what? Like, why, what, does that mean,
0: though? what what is fair trade? Like for anyone sort of just trying to understand and comprehend? Because, I mean, also also just for context, um, I understand what the drink is, but can you also just give us a bit more of clarity on what is this product? Because it, you're making coffee without the bean, essentially. It's, it's the berry. <laughs> So it does have the
1: beans, our first instant coffee has, um, it actually has five ingredients. So it's got coffee bean powder, um, coffee berry powder, ginseng, monk fruit, and uh, coconut oil powder for the MCT oil in it. Um, So we tried to make a really healthy coffee. Um, And yeah, so out of those five ingredients, it was, we we just wanted to make it, we wanted to taste like coffee for our first one. Which is why you know we could have made it without the coffee bean powder, but um, it would have been a it was like a very acquired taste with all those other. <laughs> we wanted to, our first product like it'd be really cool to have a coffee that tastes like coffee, but it's got both the coffee bean and the berry that's in the it. Bear- that's kind of idea that um,
0: it's a if, little bit more bitter, right? There's just a little bit more bitterness from the berry and like the acidity. Yeah,
1: yeah, there is. Which is why you need to pair it with like a. A smooth, a really smooth coffee, you know, and a kind of, um, and you can't really taste the coffee berry at all in our coffee, which is pretty cool. Which is what we, yeah, we wanted to kind of use it as like a, nearly like prove to people that like, hey, look, we've put this berry in this product, and you don't know, and it tastes like coffee, you know, and um, yeah. And
0: what are the main benefits when it comes to the berry? Because I like, it's supposed to be absolutely incredible for your health
1: yeah yeah so we had a um a dietitian, nutritionist live um do a bit of research for us and yes she basically said it, it it's really good so it's it's main benefits uh it's like all the berries right so it's really high in antioxidants but it's also really low in sugar um so yeah it's really good for your your brain health and things like that but it's quite interesting because there's not a lot of, it's, it's such a new thing. There's not this crazy depth to the research, you know, it's uh, I think over the next few years, it's going to really become much more main mainstream.
0: Um, What are your goals then? Like what's the big company mission? Because you're hitting so many points. It's like, you know, you're diving into the world of sustainability and stopping waste, essentially, which is harmful for the planet. You're looking at that circular economy using all the materials from this one product. It's health. It's, you know, it, it's for yeah. vitality. It's for well-being. Um, it's changing the game of, you know, how we look after ourselves. Like, what, what, are, what are your big goals?
1: Yeah, on our website, we have our goals there for everyone to see. Um, the end, you know, you the dream would be to have, a, um, as close to Australia, uh, uh, like our own coffee farm. So we, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was over in Indonesia. met some, you know, uh, coffee farms and stuff like that. And the the end goal would be to have a really close relationship with a coffee farm where we can get all the coffee berries, the coffee beans um, processed there and, and put into our coffee and, you know, and it doesn't have to travel across the world. Um, because this coffee berry uh, isn't so new, there's only two companies in the whole world that actually you can get it from. So yeah. they're both, one's an Australian company, but they get it from America and the other one's an American company and it gets it from America. So they're all the things that we really hope over time. Um, as we grow to be able to bring it all really close and and do it all in house
0: yeah amazing i think that is everybody's goal at the moment anyway but it's
1: you could imagine you know if we if we can pull that off like how much of a change that'd be to the to the coffee industry giving the value to the berry and you know it's quite interesting to imagine if we could bring more value to the farmers and you know it's it'd be pretty cool
0: you might start a war <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. I, th- I think it needs to happen, though. I think there needs to be something changing. And, and I, I really love uh, what you're working on. And, you know, it is early days, but we're, we're really excited to watch you grow and hopefully support you through it. And yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time to chat and, and share some of the story. Um, oh, well. I've, I've got some in the office. We're enjoying it daily. So thank you so much.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for time.
0: Yeah, no, thank you so much for ha- for jumping on, and we'll we'll definitely chat again. Where we're excited to see the next stage of Viveberry. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's there's plenty in the pipeline. So
0: <laughs> thanks so much, Grant. We'll talk soon.
1: Bye.